Welcome to the Sports GPS. With your hosts, Parker White and CJ Holly. Welcome to Sports GPS Season 4, Episode 35. CJ, what's on the docket today? Well, I mean, we're getting close. It's it, We're nearing the end. Yes. we got to talk conference championships, both AFC and NFC. Kind of went a little crazy, but we'll yeah, get into yeah. it. The rest of the head coaching hires are done. A lot of coordinator hires. we got to go all things NFL. Yes. A little bit of NBA action as a potential MVP. Looks like he's going to be out. We'll discuss that. Yeah, I'm sorry. And then wrap things up. With MLB news, notes, and... Um, we, we're close, man. We're getting into it. Less than two weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting. Uh, all that and more on this episode of the Sports GPS. Let's get into it. Are you ready for some football? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. It's kind of right there. I get it, man. Uh, it's the only excitement I'm going to give to the NFL right now. Well, I shouldn't say that. It, this is legitimately the worst Super Bowl matchup in my head that could have happened. Yeah. Uh, but it did happen. Parker, let's go over the games. Let's talk the first one, which was the AFC Championship. All right. The Chiefs, they defeated the Ravens 17-10. to Yeah, it was, it was a very blah game. Uh, Lamar Jackson did nothing. Uh, he didn't even really rush the football that much, but he was 20 of 37, 272, a touchdown and a pick. Uh, he, I mean, of course, he was their leading rusher. Eight, eight carries, 54 yards, but didn't really do much. Patrick Mahomes, he does his thing. 30 of 39, 241, a touchdown, no pick. Uh, Pacheco, he, he was all right. I mean, he did find pay dirty. He's 24 carries, 68 yards. Uh, the the big offensive weapon in this game was Travis Kelsey, 11 receptions, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Of course, Zay Flowers for the Ravens. He could have been like big time, but we only remember him for his fumble. Yeah, you know it's it's crazy to think, but I mean the guy's trying to make a play in both games. It turns out, but uh, right. the guy's trying to make a play near the near the goal line, and and fumbles happen, and. Uh, listen, Zay Flowers, I mean, you still had a great game. He had uh, 115 yards on five catches and a touchdown probably should have been two. Uh, this game was kind of crazy. It was KC just got out early, and then they couldn't score in the second half, and that's been KC's MO right. uh, all year. Their defense, man. Right. But at the same time, like. It's it's crazy to think that, like, we, I mean, Kansas City, they've been one of the better teams in the NFL the last, like, we'll just say five years. Mm-hmm. But we always just talk about Patrick Mahomes in the offense, but it's really their defense this year that's been carrying the load. Yeah, and I mean, I'm just going to sit here and say, like, Baltimore's defense did the job against the run. Yeah. I mean, they held Pacheco to 2.8 yards of carry. Yeah. But they also, Pacheco also ran it uh, 1.5 times more than the entire Baltimore offense ran it. Yeah, that was the problem. I mean, the Ravens, they ran the ball only 16 times for 81 yards. They didn't play their game and stopped running the football early for no reason. Well, I mean, they were down, but at the same time, yeah, but, like, I this mean, Chiefs offense isn't what it used to be, right? Like when And you weren't down, like, super big. Well, what I'm saying is, like, previously with—I I agree with you, you weren't down super big. 
But like previously in years past, like if you were down right. ten to the Chiefs, oh yeah, you abandoned the run because you had to play shootout. You don't have sure. to this year. It's not absolutely. That, it's not that big. So definitely different. But I mean, Travis Kelsey catches all eleven of his targets for one hundred sixteen yards in that tutty. That's huge. And that oh yeah. I mean that just that's what what it is for them. So um, congrats to the Chiefs. You're going to your fourth Super Bowl in six years or something like that. Yeah. Uh crazy stupid. Um they've Andy Reid's been a monster ever since he got Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, so And like Lamar Jackson, like, dude, you're the MVP of the league. There's no doubt, I'm no question. But in the playoffs you you're not you're not for whatever reason you're not the same player. Yeah. And I forget what the numbers are exactly, but somebody made the comparison. Like, Dak Prescott's actually better in the playoffs. Which is crazy to think. But. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we give him flack, which he deserves. Um, Choking McChokers. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson, like, he just has not gotten over the hump in the playoffs. No, you're right. Absolutely. Uh, let's go ahead to the second game. Uh, the Lions fall to the 49ers, 34-31. to 31. But uh. the Lions had this game. Yeah, they did. Brock Purdy looked awful in the first half, 7 of 15 for 93 yards and a pick. Yeah. And then the second half starts off like he's going to throw a pick, but it ends up bouncing to Brandon Ayuk, and he turns that into a 13 to 16 yeah. for 174. Right off the face mask. And 48 rushing yards. Uh, like, now, I mean, I'm not one to sit here as an Eagles fan. Trust me. I'm not one to sit here and say that you, you can't not have uh, – you know, luck go your way with the bounce right. off the face mask. Right. Lord knows against Atlanta in the Eagles Super Bowl run, uh, you know, you Nick need, Foles throws it right off a knee. Yeah, you need, you need a little luck. Smith. So, like, yeah. yeah, getting that luck. But, I mean, the big play is Dan Campbell going forward on fourth down. Uh, the second one was really the more questionable. Right. Uh, the worst call was running on third and goal. Yep. Time got to call timeout. Had to use the timeout. I I honestly don't think they needed to use the timeout, but I digress. Like the the fifteen seconds that would have come off the clock, because you have both. Like if you're gonna call a run on third down, and again, maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe they didn't do this, but if I'm Dan Campbell, mm-hmm. or I can't remember the, the Ben Johnson. Yeah, Ben Johnson. Thank you. Um, oh, it's right there. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, if I'm if I'm him, I'm telling Jared Goff, "Hey, we're running it on third. If we don't make it, if we don't make this. it, here's the play. Yep. And you call both plays in the huddle. Uh huh. And then you don't have to call timeout because the timeout is worth more, is worth forty seconds compared to the twenty seconds that it would have taken you to line up and and go for it on fourth if you call both. Yeah. Uh, I mean they they score the touchdown on the play after, but. You know, again, it, it made the onside kick needed, and then, um, you know, when they didn't get it, it was, hey, listen, you're gonna, it, it basically iced the game. Yeah. You needed to stop runs instantly, and that didn't happen. So. I mean, the 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 Lions basically had this game, but yeah. it seemed like the tides turned whenever uh, Jamar Gibbs had the fumble, and the, mm-hmm. and the Niners recovered it, and 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 like I get it, but like. From that point on, like the Lions just stopped running the football. Yeah, and that did not need to be the case. No, it didn't. Uh, again, this was the that the Jamar Gibbs uh, fumble is the other yeah. case of you know reaching for the goal line and it didn't turn out to be uh, great. But I mean, listen, Lions heck of a year. Oh yeah, uh, we figured the Niners would would win. I had uh, 
Lions Ravens was my preferred Super Bowl. Yeah. Followed by Lions Chiefs. Followed by 49ers Ravens. Followed by then obviously 49ers Chiefs. Uh, but I mean, this is the NFL wanting to keep uh, you know keep things relevant. You got a dynasty in the Chiefs, and yeah. you got the 49ers who have Mister Irrelevant. What? What better of a Cinderella story do you yeah. want than Brock Purdy and Mr. Irrelevant? I so. mean, we, we I think anyone who is not the fan of the other teams, uh, uh, most people want Detroit. Like, the underdog oh, yeah. story, yeah. Detroit's never, let's just be honest, they've never <laughs> been good in this century. Yeah, you're right. Um, And so, like, it was a good story. It's How do you not like Dan Campbell? Right. And, uh, I mean... I'll ask the question. Do you th- do you like the whole like let's go for it on fourth down almost every time? I don't. Well, so there's a there's a high school football team that's notorious for going for a fourth down uh-huh. every time and onside kicking every single time. And um, I mean it works for them. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, like there's a reason why that trend hasn't revolutionized the game to all different levels. No doubt. But at the same time, it's all calculated risks. Yeah. And so. Dan Campbell has been aggressive all year. He all showed year. it all year. And I mean, it cost him against Dallas, and it, it cost him here versus the Niners. I mean, this game was going to get played in San Francisco regardless of that outcome between Lions and, and Dallas. So it, it ultimately it didn't affect this game. But at the same time, it, it's I mean, it's a different – it's a different beast. Yeah. So I'm definitely good with the first fourth down call. I mean, I'm I'm cool with that. Yep. Second one, eh, like we're getting down to the part of the game where it's like you know t- take the points. Well, but again, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So oh, absolutely. I get it. It's it's tough to say. Yeah. Because if they make it. Oh yeah, you're you're a genius. You're a genius. <clears throat> absolutely. So, all right. Well, that wraps up the championship games in uh, not obviously this weekend because this weekend's the Pro Bowl, but the following weekend. Is Super Bowl time. We'll give uh, you our picks then. Yeah, we'll give picks next Thursday. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh, but let's let's jump into the head coaching. Yeah. Um, everybody's favorite OC with the Lions losing. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he was able to get hired. Uh, we had two teams kind of looking at him. Ben Johnson, uh, Washington, Seattle. And he He's decided, back. You know what? Uh, we're going to run it back. He, uh, he did not pull a Jimmy Butler and, and did. <laughs> right. Uh, he said, well, let's run it back. And uh, so he's staying with Detroit, which means a couple teams had to pivot. Uh, you know, Washington, Seattle. Yeah. Specifically, uh, Seattle goes defense again. Mike McDonald. That's a, that's a great hire. Yeah. I mean, it's a good hire. The only problem is it's it's Seattle. Yeah. And you, you just lost. Well, you've lost your quarterback's coach previous year. And then. Right. Uh, and now he's the head coach for uh, Carolina. For Carolina. Yeah. And and now you're you're rehiring a defensive head coach. I just I feel like you need an offensive coach in Seattle right now with how uncertain that offense is. But again, I mean, you know that that's why they get paid yeah. better than me. I definitely think they would have taken Ben Johnson mm-hmm. if if he was not going back to Detroit. I think they would have taken him over McDonald. Right. But. Because he's going back to Detroit, I think this was their pivot. Yeah, I think I think I think you're correct. And then Washington pivots. <laughs> Dan Quinn again, giving Dan Quinn his second opportunity as a head coach. I do love how they go. It has nothing to do with the fact that he was the Cowboys' DP. 
Like we're we're not like I get that, but it's like come on, I'm sure. Oh yeah, no. Like if you sit there and say, okay, well Ben Johnson, well it's a great consolation prize. Oh yeah. Because I know plenty of Cowboys fans that are like, crud, our defense going to be terrible next year. Yeah. I I don't think that to be clear. They got players, but yeah. I mean Dan Quinn was a reason why they went from middle of the pack defense to, to top, top five. Yeah. Top five defense this year. So. Absolutely. Um, but that's Washington's hire is Dan Quinn, and then you have a couple of. Uh, Coordinators. Uh, Arthur Smith. Cliff Cliff Kingsbury. And then, yeah, the Steelers hire Arthur Smith. Yeah. Uh, I think the Steelers with Arthur Smith is a phenomenal pickup. Yeah. I also think the same for the Raiders with Cliff Kingsbury. Uh huh. Phenomenal OC. Um, Not head coach? (laughs) No, no. No, but in all fairness, I didn't hate him as a head coach. I think he's great as an OC, though. I think him and Frank Reich are both, both. Yeah. Great OCs. They're not going to make good head coaches. Yeah. Um, do Do they have coordinator face? No, it's a coordinator face. I do, I, just, I've just met. I get what you're saying. <laughs> I, I'm just saying they they. It's just the way people's minds work. Yeah. Sometimes you have the creative, the, um, you know, the artistry of it. And and being a head coach, there's a lot of different yeah, hats you got to play. Uh huh. And I don't know if Cliff and Frank Reich yeah. really are uh, are that type of guy i mean it's obviously the track record proves that that's not the case right well cliff was a decent head coach in college so i guess yeah we got plenty of people there so yeah don't don't you love the whole like uh yeah that guy's got coordinator face (laughs) it's just (laughs) i think it's funny it's it's funny i'll give you that but it's just like yeah what is that what do you mean um but yeah so does he have the face to be a head coach Eh, i don't know yeah yeah yeah. Uh, anyway, I think that that wraps up the NFL. If you want to hit us with your picks for the Super Bowl Chiefs, 49ers, or heck, if you want to talk Pro Bowl, hit us up on the socials at the Sports GPS, wherever mm-hmm. you can find your social medias, i.e., TikTok, Instagram, uh, Twitter, aka X, X, <coughs> Twitter, whatever you want to say. Elon yeah. Musk, just make a Twitter again so I don't have to fiddle with this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So hit us up. Let us know what you think. And I do want to give you props because we we uh, were on TikTok yep. after post game stuff and, and just giving our thoughts. Props to you for uh, ma- making some vids. Hey, I, you know, and I messed up on one, but that's fine. People called me out. It's cool. Yeah, it's okay. I, listen, I got I got a one and a half year old. Yeah. At home. I have a kid. I can't remember scores, let alone my wife's birthday. Uh, that's <laughs> not true. I can remember her birthday, but. Um, good yeah barely it's close Eh, coin flip um you write it down yeah well it also falls right after another significant day in my life so it makes it easier but anyway i got you (laughs) um yeah so like you know sorry lo siento thank you for everybody that corrected me and yeah karen to me a little bit but it's fine (laughs) um we'll get there and uh, i will try to make more videos parker's been crushing it on vids Thank you. Uh, so appreciate that. Uh, if you like Parker's content, give him a like, give him a follow, give him a hey, what up? <laughs> what up? But, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't have a one-and-a-half-year-old or a wife, and so, so I have time. You got some You got some. Some available yeah. uh, brainwaves to pop that in. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just like, oh, we have a TikTok again? I'm also older than you, too, so let's talk. All right, you're, you, you're hip with the young. I, I do like how you say, it. like, because this is not the first time that you go. Well, I'm older than you. I'm thinking, CJ, we're not that far apart in age. You're hip to the young crowd, Parker. Am I? Yeah, you're single. 
You're hip. You're alive. Thank, if thank- everybody thinks Parker's hip and alive, hit us up. Yeah. Add to sports GPS. You got the hair of a young guy. I got the hair of an old guy. There's gray and everything. I, I will say I'm I'm proud of my hair. I'm, I You should be. Because. You spend enough money on it. Well, I don't. <laughs> You know the the crazy thing is I don't spend a ton. No, look, I, I know do, I'm do, joking. I know you are, but do <laughs> I spend money to get my hair cut and get it washed and stuff? Yes, I do. Well, yeah, because washing and a haircut is the only reason. Best part. Best part. Uh, that's another discussion <laughs> for another day. Well, <laughs> because I have so much gray in my hair, what's our next segment? Is it NBA? NBA. <laughs> yeah. NBA is coming up next. <laughs> uh, we'll hit you that after the break. Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We're headed to the hardwood talking NBA. Some big news. Yeah, I mean, Joel Embiid, yep. uh, the heart and soul of the Philadelphia 76ers. Well, I'm, he's the soul. He I'm, might not be the heart. I'm sorry, bud. It's fine. Uh, he's out Monday night versus the Blazers. Um, he knew if he missed uh, five more games that he'd be ineligible for the MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went in, uh, well, so he was out. He's out versus the Blazers, to be clear. Right. Um, but he is. He was out versus the Nuggets. Came back to play versus the Warriors. Was not himself on right. Thursday. Oh yeah. Um, reports are stating that Embiid is diagnosed with a torn left meniscus. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it was Tuesday he did it. Yeah, it was Tuesday he did it. Thursday was the reports. The reports came out yesterday. Uh, the report has not been verified, according to multiple other reports. But the MRI did reveal the MRI, excuse me, did reveal an injury to the lateral meniscus, um, and he's going to be missing time. But the timetable has yet to be reached, and they don't know the full treatment plan. Yeah. So until that happens, the timetable is still going to be in flux, and they don't know if it's a full tear or what. Hence the reason why the reports aren't. But mm-hmm. he does have an injury to the uh, to the LM, the lateral meniscus. Right. So. Yeah, that's tough. uh, that's tough. Yeah, and especially since the Sixers are playing great, they just got Tyrese Mack. Now they won last night. Right. Cool. Hooray. Yes. But Tyrese Mack, he put up a career high fifty one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mean, they're going to be relying on the likes of Paul Reed and Mo Bamba. Yeah. Uh, not, not two names you put a bunch of faith in. To be clear, but. <laughs> right. uh, you know, maybe maybe they can find something. You never know, and maybe Tyrese just keeps going off, and you know. Yeah, they're keeps... definitely they're definitely gonna have to rely on him. Yeah, and they're you know he's gonna prove why he's an all star. So and Tobias Harris. Yeah, well, <laughs> to tell you the truth, when when Embiid was out before, Tobias stepped up. So I'm yeah expecting Tobias to step up again. We'll we'll see what happens, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying Philly's season is over, but it definitely got a lot harder considering. You're missing, you know. Yeah. The the best scorer in the league. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely tough. I definitely think like they they can still make the playoffs. Well, yeah, obviously. But do I think they're title contenders on Embiid? No, no, they're not. No, no, no they're, they're not. They're, they're not. They're not. Period. They, they can make it interesting. Uh, they're no longer uh, ex-fob, which we'll we'll talk about. Yeah. Ex-fob. Uh huh. We'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Everybody's like, "What the heck is Ekpop?" I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> As we get into uh, our favorite segment, well, it's our new favorite segment: pit stop or keep going. Yeah. Uh, we got five questions. Well, let me rephrase that. Got five statements. If you don't know how this goes, uh, 
I am going to say five different statements. And the statement's either a pit stop, meaning, hey, man. Pump uh, the brakes. Relax. That, that statement's <laughs> a little crazy. Let's tweak it uh-huh. to make it right. Or let's keep going. No, 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 that statement's correct. That's uh, something you need to do about. You know, you keep keep preaching that. Yeah. Keep, keep firing that statement. Stand on your soapbox and be fair. <laughs> so that's that's the idea. They're not questions. They are statements. Yep. Again, so we're going to try to uh, get through them all. So without further ado, let's get started. The first pit stop or keep going. The 65-game minimum for, rook, uh, for end-of-year awards is terrible for the NBA. Keep going. Yeah, I think it's I think it's awful. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of players do it. Now I know the reason why it went in is to prevent stars from resting. Right. I think if you tweak this rule, I, I don't think having the minimum for what it's doing is is a problem, but it it will make and plenty of people talk about Draymond talked about it on his podcast on Wednesday after playing Embiid Tuesday night. Uh, he said there was like, dude, Embiid's not out there. He didn't look like himself. And then he gets hurt when his knee is compromised. Yeah. Where if he wasn't worried about this, then he wouldn't have gone out there. I think there needs to be a legit injury rule. Well, then people will sit there and say, well, but CJ, (laughs) they can fake an injury so they have a rest day that way. No, like it needs to be diagnosed with a doctor. Yeah. Like I know they have medical professionals, but like. (laughs) Give me a doctor's note. Yeah, yeah, give me something. Like there's got to be an exception to this because. You know, let's say a guy gets hurt in training camp and, you know, he's out for the first month, month and a half. Yeah. Misses 15 games, right? Mm-hmm. He plays the rest of the season, misses three games. He hits 64 games uh, because, you know, like back-to-back, he wasn't feeling good. He gets sick or something. Right. But he's, like, scoring 35 points a game. You're not... You're not not putting him in the end-of-year award yeah. conversation. And there are definitely some guys who's coming back from injury, and you don't want them to play back-to-backs. Yeah. Not, not that they're incapable, but, like, you're tr- you're trying to prevent, like, something major yeah. or, and then missing missing huge More time. time. Yeah. I'd rather have a star miss a night than miss, like, in Bede's case, the rest of the season, possibly. Yeah. That, that's the reason why this rule is terrible. So if you could put in an injury rule, then I then I'm okay with it. But for right now, it's terrible for the NBA. Absolutely. All right. Statement number two. (laughs) The Lakers can beat anyone. Did you see what they just did to Boston? They should be in consideration as the best team in the association. Pit stop. Yeah, it's pit stop. Yeah. I I got a little overzealous talking about it. Yeah. Listen, the Lakers have. I I appreciate your fire, but it's just like, you know. They've got two all-stars. Yeah. They've got LeBron. They've got Anthony Davis. And if one of them doesn't show up? Well, Anthony Davis has, for his entire career, consistently not he, been able to put the ball in the ball in the hoop. And he's a walking injury. And he's a walking injury. Exactly. Like, his, he's he's always in threat of missing the 65 game. I, I mean, let's be honest. Best defensive player in the NBA? Yeah, when he's healthy sure. and he's right, yeah. Sure. You can make that case. Absolutely. Got 12 boards average this year yeah so it's not i mean he's he's a great player but it's just i don't i don't know what he is from night to night right and lebron is also on the wrong side of every age that would you would (laughs) right consider a flag you like a red flag in in sports so yeah it's it's tough to sit there and give him flags do i think they're a great team yes 
Do I think they definitely make at least the play-in? Yes. Yeah. Do I have them as like serious contenders for the no. Western Conference Final? No. 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 So listen, the Lakers can beat anybody. Yeah. That's fine. Well, I mean, let let's just be honest about this. Anyone who's watched bas- basketball, like my Wizards can have a night. They can have an. I'm not. I'm not saying it's. For, but like they can have a night. They can look good. And they can beat a really good team. I know this is the Boston Celtics. He's the top team in the in the association, right. but. Like they can have a night where they don't win. Yeah. Like no, and like look, that guy LeBron James, he's pretty good. Yeah. And no, he's not he's not what he once was. Not that he's like a bum, but he's not I mean, there's a clear difference between what he is now and what he was like five years ago. Mm-hmm. So I mean it's just it's not the same. And I I don't think the Lakers have all the pieces they need to be legit contenders. No, I get it. So Congrats, you beat the Celtics, con- you know, but, like... Yeah, pump, pump the brakes on us, Celtics. Absolutely. All right, third statement. The Knicks should be considered ECFOB, if you don't know what ECFOB <laughs> is, as Eastern Conference Final or bust. Ooh. Um, what, what do you got? I, I have I'm it still as, thinking about I it. I have it as a pit stop. And the reason why is you have, um, until Embiid went out, they were, at best, fourth in the East. Now, I know they just got OG, right? Like, it's it, it, right. And it, they've been playing great ball. They're uh, winners of nine of their last ten, even with Randall out. Like, they, I mean, Jalen Brunson's yeah. a budding star. But at the same time, you've got the likes of the Milwaukee Bucks, the yeah. Boston Celtics. And until Embiid went out, I had the Sixers ahead of them. Yeah. I'm not sitting here saying that the Knicks shouldn't be, like, in consideration now. And, I mean,. But it shouldn't be Eastern Conference Final or bust. Un- like, unfortunately, it's not a for, fail of a season. Unfortunately for New York Knicks fans, they expect it. Well, right. That's the reason why. Oh, uh, yeah. I I understand the statement, but I think they should at least be a round winner. So if you should, say oh that, yeah, so the Knicks should at least be considered second round or bust. Yes. Yeah. If they don't, if they don't advance to the the semis. Yeah. It's, least, it's a. It's That's a, failed, a problem. Yeah, it's a failed season. That's a bad season. Yeah. But to make it to the finals, like to get through the second round, I mean, you could get you could get matched with the Celts, and that's a terrible matchup for the Knicks. And I will say a team to like look out for, the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I'm I'm a huge Halliburton fan. Yep. Um But uh yeah, I mean look the, assist, the Knicks are definitely trending upward. They definitely have a squad. I mean, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle went healthy, and then you, you get OG. Yep. Um. So yeah, I mean they're they're definitely in the mix, but I don't think it's Eastern Conference Finals or bust. Yeah, I don't think so either. So, but I mean you have to throw it out there because that's what people are considering now. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, as we already talked about, Embiid is out. He will be probably out for the All Star game, considering. You know, a most likely torn meniscus. Mm-hmm. Um, who replaces him? I believe Chris stops Porzingis. I agree. Replace Embiid for the All Star game. That's I agree. For you, yeah, yeah, I think so as well. And there's just not there's not many dominant centers now. If this was a mix between West and East, you have uh, Spagun from Houston, Wembayama possibly Markinen, Markinen. Well, I mean. He's more of a forward than a center. You kind of need a true center. But he's, I mean. Like Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Like those are the type of center. But they're all out west. 
and you're not replacing a cat. You're not replacing an Anthony Davis. You're not replacing. Uh, clearly, you're not replacing Jokic with any of those guys, even though it's close. So, I mean, yeah, I think Rudy Gobert would be the only one that I like might consider in that. But yeah, it, it it's got to come from the East, and I think the best center left, true center left, is Kristaps. Yeah. And I mean, I know, I know there are people that don't like this, but like the Boston Celtics are the number one team. Yeah, they have, they only have two. Yeah, like they they should have a third. Whether it's Przingis, now I know he's a different position, but like Derek White, uh, the the shooting guard, he's been awesome. He's deserving. Yep. Um, but uh, definitely Przingis gets my vote for sure. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely a keep going. All right, final statement. It's number five. Trey Young is the biggest All Star snub. Pit stop. Really? Yeah. All right. Go ahead. I think. I mean. First of all, it's a it's a subjective thing because I mean, like I mean there there are plenty of guys that like you could say oh snubbed. I think Jamal Murray for the Nuggets, and I know that's different conference, but like Rudy Gobert, right? Um, Markinen, Derek. I like I said, Derek White. I think he's having a great year. Right. Um, uh, who am I thinking? Of? Oh, Sabonis. Yeah, Sabonis. Yeah, he's been great. So I mean, it's it's a very subjective like thought of like oh he's definitely the biggest well there there are several and i don't i don't i don't know who you're taking out uh to put trey young in there so to be honest that i that i agree with you is it's very tough especially in the guards the east is definitely guard heavy yeah uh which makes so like the west is definitely bigs heavy yeah uh but the east is definitely guard heavy and i think the only reason why trey young got snubbed is the hawks are 20 and 27 yeah. The man is 10th in NBA in points at 27 per game. Second in the league in assists behind only Halliburton with 10.9 per game. Like, that's yeah. that's something that you oh, got to put in. He's definitely worthy, but... Like, the, uh, do I put him in front of Donovan Mitchell? Maybe. Maybe, like, but probably not. I mean, like, the only reason why Mitchell gets my vote over him is they're currently in playoff contention. Yeah. I mean, the only, like, guy that you can, you can look at their numbers and say, oh, Trey Young, probably Damian Lillard. Maybe. And yeah, and I'm not even, like... But it's the Bucks. Yeah, and I'm not even all in on that thought. Right. It's just, like, if you're looking at the guards for the Eastern Conference to replace with Trey Young, like, there's not that many options. Right. So, no, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's just tough. It's tough, tough to play. But I, I actually think it's a. Pit, I think it's keep going. Okay. You, you have it as pit stop. I think it's keep going. Then, All right. Uh, if truly, if the Hawks like flip their record, if they're twenty seven <laughs> and twenty instead of twenty and twenty seven, uh huh, he's in. Oh no doubt. That's the problem. That's the reason why he's a snub. Because I truly feel like an All Star can come from any team. How valuable are you to your team, especially since basketball is such a team sport it is star driven but even if your team is below 500 if you only have one star on your squad you're not going to be above 500 yeah. and like who else does he have he used to have john collins who was great he's gone yeah I, like i can't think of another hawk honestly i can't Dejounte murray <laughs> sure but I can't think of another hawk that's not straight. Yeah, and, he's, and it, there's a good chance he gets traded at the deadline. <laughs> right, so it's tough. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, mean, I, I get, I get outside it. Outside of Atlanta, you don't know your hawks. Yeah, unless you are really tuned in the locked, which in. I'm not. Yeah, so like, yeah, it's tough. All right, well, that was another segment of.
pit stop or keep going, let us know next week. I think we like the pit stop keep going in the NBA right now. But if you want it in another sport, let us know. Yeah. Uh, again, at the socials, at the sports GPS, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, slash X. Uh, hit us up. Parker is very active right now. Um, yeah. He's just, you know, kind of chilling, hanging out in between his day jobs. So uh, hit him up. He's got nothing nothing better to do in between. So right. respond, hit you up. I might hit you up too. You never know. I might get a wild hair up my you-know-what and figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but upon our return, we're getting to the diamond. We're getting close. We're sniffing it. Two weeks away from Pitchers Catchers reporting. We got all the latest deals and fun stuff when we return. Welcome back. Jumping right into the MLB and the diamond. If you can't smell that fresh grass yeah. getting cut down in the grapefruit or the cactus league, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, because we're less than two weeks away. Pitchers and catchers report on Valentine's so Day slash the day after for most clubs. All but two, I think, is the Dodgers and the Padres are the two that yeah, because earlier they're, they're going overseas. They're going overseas to start the squeezing. Uh huh. <laughs> so uh, they get in a little early, but hey, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, Parker, go ahead and hit us with the big notes and news and all that fun stuff. All right. The probably the biggest one of the biggest notes that it's kind of somber. Uh, Major League Baseball and all thirty clubs are going to help pay for the Jackie Robinson statue that was burned and vandalized in Wichita, Kansas. Good for Major League Baseball and the thirty clubs. Um, I don't I don't know why you would even think of doing that, but uh, I'm glad that they're stepping up and and fixing this. Yeah, I think uh, that's you know. It's only the right thing to do. I mean, you have yeah. Jackie Robinson, like, weekend now. Right. I mean, he's only the one of the most famous baseball players in the world. His jersey number is retired among all 30 teams. Right. Who was the last all right, Who was the last player to wear Jackie Robinson's number? Uh, Mo. Correct. Mario Rivera. <laughs> I like you say that like I have no idea. Hey, listen. <laughs> listen. Yeah. Well... You know, I have another trivia question from last night. Who's the last left-handed catcher? Ooh, that's actually a really good question. It's a tough question. I'll let you look it up think about it for a little bit while yeah. we go the rest of the time. Yeah. Uh, the Mariners, big big move for them. They need to make big moves out west. Yeah. Uh, they acquire Jorge, Trader Jerry. Yeah. Jorge Polanco from the Twins. Uh, the Twins receive back Anthony DeScafani and reliever Justin Topa and two minor leaguers in the deal. The Mariners have to make waves. They are behind Texas and behind Houston out west, and they're going to have to make some moves to uh, to not only be competitive with the division, but even the three-team wildcard race. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, and honestly, like, I like this deal for both sides. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jorge Polanco, he's a great player. But Anthony DiScafani, who this is the second time he's been traded this offseason, and the reliever Justin Topa, he's actually re- he had a really nice year last year, so like that's a good get for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Mariners they they have to go out. They need to address their offense. They need a second baseman. Um, so they're they're addressing it with Jorge Polanco. And it's a strong play for for sure. Absolutely. Justin Turner and the Blue Jays agreed to a one year, really nice deal. deal. That's really good for Toronto. Yeah. Exactly what they needed to fill out that lineup. Getting the veteran bat that they need. For sure. And he can play a lot of different positions. He's that he's that grinder. That I, uh that fire guy that you need and uh that might be enough to, to get them over the hump. I, I know the thought is that they want him to be like their uh, steady DH, but he yeah. can play third, he can play first. Yep. 
Um, so we'll see what they're going to use him as. I think he'll probably be a DH that spells different places. Yeah, so. probably. Yeah, That's absolutely. Huge. Uh, Corey Seager undergoes sports hernia surgery. Yeah. He should be fine by the time they report. Yeah. As that's usually a two-week recovery. Hey, guess what? We have two weeks till pitchers and catchers report, <laughs> let alone position players that usually show up a week after. I know the plan is like they they hope he's ready for opening day. I'm I'm assuming I've never had a sports hernia, but I'm assuming they'll get that right. Yeah, I mean he'll probably get like three or four grapefruit games just to get his you know timing swing ready, yeah. his timing ready. I don't think he'll be playing a lot in the spring, but I mean it's cactus league. What do you care? Yeah, uh, the Tigers signed infield prospect Colt Keith. He's He's good. Six year, $28.6 million deal. Could max out at nine years, 82. They buy out all of his arbitration years mm-hmm. with this. Uh, we've seen a lot of teams do this uh, of recent years. Um, Scott Kingery being one of them. Yeah, that didn't go didn't as go as planned. well. Yeah. Um, and then the, the latest one was Wander Franco. Uh, that's that's incredible. Also go well, so <laughs> yeah, for different reasons. Let's let's hope that this goes well for the Tigers. I don't I don't see it being a problem. Yeah, the big news: the Angelos family. So Peter Angelos is the majority owner since 1993. They're selling the Orioles for 1.7 billion dollars to a group led by David Rubenstein. Uh, Kyrkin Jr. is also part of the ownership group, so that's kind of nice. Uh, th- I know this this is huge for Baltimore. Like this actually the. Everyone would think like, oh, they're not going to spend as much. No, they're going to spend more. And I think, I think next year, so not this season, but next season, they only have like one million dollars uh, committed to their payroll. So I think, I think they're going to go total Braves and like lock up a lot of these young guys to extensions. I think they'll be more active in free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think this is a huge move for the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, I think uh, this is the type of move that that they need to make. We just talked about the Blue Jays trying to make that leap. Yeah. Um, the Orioles are trying to stay at the top. So yeah. Um, this was definitely a, a need that needs to be done, and I like the fact that uh, the Iron Man and Cal Ripken is part yeah. of it. Yeah. All right, the Royals, they signed infielder, outfielder Adam Frazier to a one-year, $4.5 million deal. I like what I mean. The Royals are really making some nice veteran additions to a really young team. I think they could be a sneaky team in the AL Central. We'll talk more about that when we do our division previews. But I think the Royals could sneak up on some people. Uh, Wandy Peralta is in agreement with the Padres on a four-year, sixteen and a half million dollar deal. The interesting note is that there's three opt-outs in the deal. So after every season, he could opt out if he so chooses. I mean, if he has another good year like he did this past year with the Yankees, he might want to. Um, I think it, I think it's a nice move for uh, the Pods. They're trying to turn it over and uh, still be competitive. I don't know how competitive they'll be in that division with the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks, but uh, the Padres are they're trying to make moves. Yeah, I mean that's what you have to do this time of year. You got to make some risks. Got to take some shots. Speaking about taking risks, uh, Parker and I were actually going to do a backseat GM for MLB, <laughs> but uh, but you know Corbin Burns' trade decided to ruin that. We were actually going to backseat GM Corbin Burns. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were actually not going to ship him to the team <laughs> he was going to get shipped to. Yeah, um, we had him going to the Yankees. Uh, however, yeah. uh, this happened. And, yeah, uh, he's going to an AL East. The Orioles. It's such a good move for Baltimore. Phenomenal move for uh, Baltimore and for multiple on- reasons. I thought the Yankees were going to get him one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so they keep him out of their own uh, division 
team. And then yeah. they didn't really give up that much because, I mean, they're stacked with infield prospects. So they're right. giving up Joey Ortiz. He's, I mean, look, these are really good players. Joey Ortiz, D.L. Hall's a good left-handed pitcher, and you're getting the 34th pick, which the last time that a trade like this happened where a draft pick was traded was the 41st pick to the Braves. Um, and guess who that 41st overall pick was? Who was Austin Riley. <laughs> he's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, to get Corbin Burns, now I know it's uh, – is it contract year this year, or is he up yeah, he's, after this? After, after this season. So it's after this year. That's yeah, what I he's thought. Got, he's got one more year. When I saw the trade and I saw the little that the compensation went back, I was like, mm. But I feel like <laughs> yeah. the Orioles probably signed Corbin for a longer deal. Oh, and I think that's a, I think that's the biggest thing is, like, because of the new ownership group, Baltimore is going to have more money to spend. And they, they could – I mean, I like – I like Bradish. Grayson Rodriguez, I think, could be a stud right. in the future. Right, right. But we know what Corbin Birds is. He's a Cy Young Award winner, and you put him at the top of your rotation for years to come. Um, yeah, I definitely think Baltimore should look to extend him if he does well in Baltimore. Absolutely. All right, and then finally, your Braves have signed former All-Star yeah. closer. The 100 miles Giles, Giles yeah. no longer 100 miles anymore. But, no, but. <laughs> uh, they've signed him to a minor league deal, and an invite to spring training might make the club out of it. Uh, yeah. As a Phillies fan, this hurts me. He was part of the trade that sent him and Jonathan Aruz to Houston in exchange for Vince Velasquez, Brett uh, Uberholzer, Tom Eshelman, Mark Appel was the big yeah, yeah. get back, and then Harold arises, like Cousins. Jonathan Harold kind of like yeah. flip spots. Right. Um, and then, of course, you know, Houston deals him to the Blue Jays basically right after for Roberto Ozuna. So, like, it's kind of crazy to think that, right. we, you know, now granted, that was nine years ago now. At this yeah, point. I can't believe that. Um, well, eight years ago because it was December of 15. So, you know, eight years ago. But right. still, I mean, regardless, it's kind of crazy to think about for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, the craziness that is. When when was the last time Ken Giles was like, like, legit? Legit? Yeah, mm, I'm not. Tough. I'm not even saying like all star, right? I mean, I know he was an all star, but like, just a guy that you could kind of rely on, give the ball to, and and expect to get it done late in the game. Well, let's see. Who was he with last year? I think mm. it was. I think it was Seattle. I don't know if he was just minor leagues or. Yeah, so he was with Seattle in 2022. He didn't pitch last year in the bigs. Yeah. His last, like, most relevant year, I guess, 2019, where he had a 1870 RA, 23 saves, but he wasn't the primary closer for Toronto. Uh, his best years were in Philly in 14 and 15. Uh, 14 had a 118 ERA. He only had the one save, but he was mainly a setup guy. Right. He finished fourth in rookie of the year voting. And then in 15, he had 15 saves for that pathetic Phillies team. <laughs> um, and then a 180 ERA. Yeah. And he's always a guy that, like, his ERA is better than his FIP, basically. Yeah. Well, I, I like I like the Braves taking a chance on a guy. Obviously, they see something in him that they can either fix or tweak. Um, and it could be a nice addition to the Braves pen. Absolutely. Well, let's do the final segment of baseball now that we're done the news. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if everybody's aware, but uh, 
MLB Network does the top ten right now. With the shredder. With the shredder. And it's it's projected for the upcoming year. Right. Um, but it essentially ranks uh, the top ten players right now in At each, each position. position. Yep. Uh, it is the eight traditional fielding positions and then starters and relievers. Mm-hmm. So it's a ten total categories. Um what Parker and I decided to do was instead of creating our own top 10 now, we want to, you know, show the best teams based on that data. Yeah. And what we did was if you finished at the number one spot, you got 10 points, mm-hmm. uh, nine for second, eight for third, so on and so forth. So number 10, we get one point. Yeah. And then if you, you know, if your team did not have a player in the top 10, you got nothing for that kind of Right. Um, and we decided to say, Hey, who's going to be the best teams based on that data and that data alone. Uh, now in a couple places, uh, teams had two players mm-hmm. in that category. It happened twice, uh, the Braves and the Astros. Um, and I feel like we need to add a DH stat to make it a little bit different, but I digress. And I know there are a couple players that were in the top tens on the positions, but they're free agents, yep. so they didn't land on a team yet. Yeah, we pulled them. Yes. Uh, it'll change. Obviously, we get there's two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake Snell was your pitcher, and your first baseman was... Oh, why am I drawing is it a Walker? Block? No, it's not Walker. He's still with Arizona. Brandon Belt. Brandon Belt, that's right. Yeah. So those are the two that missed. An eligible nine points yeah. out there for anybody that wants to sign <laughs> either of them. But, uh-huh. um Let's go ahead and run down the list of the 30 teams. Uh, two teams did not have anybody make a list. Bum, bum, had, bum. <laughs> yeah, uh, Detroit and Washington. Yeah. We had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams only have one person make the list. Mm-hmm. And uh, that would be the White Sox, the Rockies. The Angels, the Marlins, the Giants, the Royals, and the Athletics. Yes. Um, Can't uh, believe the Athletics got one. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they have the they have the ninth best second baseman in the league. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, let's go over the top teams. Uh, the top five, according to rank, and again, you add the sum of the total uh, to get these ranks. Uh, the top team is the Houston Astros with 54 eligible points. Yeah, they're still good. They're, they're really good. I mean, they have the... The uh, fourth best pitcher, uh, seventh best reliever, uh, eighth best catcher, yeah, um, second best second baseman Altuve. They have two left fielders. One's a DH and Jordan Alvarez. Right. And then obviously the second best right fielder as well. So uh, their outfield's pretty stacked, uh, decent infield and pretty good starting pitching. Mm-hmm. Verlander there. So. Uh, your Braves are number yeah. two. Yeah. Uh, they rank. I think they have the the. They're tied for the most number ones. They have two. There's three teams that have two number ones. Right. Austin Riley, Ron Acuna. Yep. Uh, and then obviously the team right beneath them is the Dodgers. Now the Braves had uh 48 total points. Right. Uh, the Dodgers had 47. So take that, LA. Points. Um, but if you look like there's a clear line between. The top three teams of 54, 48, 47, and then it drops down to 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 before you get another drop off. And it's not even that it's not even that drastic between 
between those. Right. Um, but yeah, you have 48. The Dodgers have uh, two tops in Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. Mm-hmm. So the right side of their infield is stacked. Yeah. Um, it helped for the Braves that they had two starting pitchers. Correct. Stryer and Freed. Yeah. I, even though they were low starting pitchers, it did help. Yeah. Um, let's see. The the Phillies come in uh, fourth, mm-hmm. uh, tied for fourth with them and the Cardinals. Um, almost identical numbers, basically. Yeah. Uh, but I also think uh, the Shredder gave no justice to uh, Bryson Stott, mm-hmm. who, uh, who didn't face in the top ten of second baseman when he's arguably the second best Course. Uh, second baseman in the National League. Of course, they didn't even put Ozzy Albies on the shredder. Right. Yeah, that was another so. one, too. So, I mean, it's just, you don't love the shredder. But eh. the shredder has, the shredder has, the so, shredder has. Sometimes they, they, it does a very good job. But other times it's like, oh, re- yep. really? Yeah. Uh, both New York teams title in with 28 points. As the Mets have four people make the list. The Yankees have three but when you have three that are two number ones and a number three, yeah, kind of helps out a lot. Yeah, the, Judge Garrett Cole. Yeah, yeah. so uh, definitely helps in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, the Orioles come in right behind the Yankees at twenty-seven. Uh, they have the second best pitcher now with Corbin Burns on. <laughs> right. Uh, they have the best catcher in Adley Rutschman, and then obviously Gunnar Henderson and. Uh, uh, who's their center fielder again? Cedric Mullins. That's right. Mullins is uh, is their center fielder there, getting 27 points. Diamondbacks and uh, kind of almost round out the top 10 here. Um, so they're top nine. And then there's that cut uh, between 10 and, I mean, I guess 10 and 15. Mm-hmm. That's the 22 through 18 range that, you know, kind of you're meddling. Uh, the Diamondbacks are nine as they have 24 total points. Uh, then the Brewers, Padres, and Rays are tied at 22, 20 for the Texas Rangers, um, and then 19 for the Twins, 18 for the Blue Jays. And then it drops down to 13, 13, 12, 10, 10, 8, 8, and then right. single digit, basically. So, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely cool to uh, to kind of look at this list and be like, oh, well, like we expect the Astros, the Braves, the Dodgers, the Phillies, the Cardinals, the Mets, and Yankees to be the top teams in the league and right and it, it shows based on you know how many um you know excellent pieces they have nobody had more than seven um top, positions yeah. with top 10 top 10 uh there's always three gaps mm-hmm. uh, for the best teams uh however like we already said the Braves and the Astros had two doubles so it's like they had uh, eight players and seven players, respectively, as the the Braves are missing four uh, gaps. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, it's it's super cool to see. Uh, kind of fun. I kind of blacked it out for visual, and Parker and I are looking at this, going, "Oh wow, like there's yeah a lot of white with numbers, and there's a lot of black down at the bottom." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I will say it's like a really funky crossword. <laughs> yeah, I will say one team that. Uh, like the Cardinals are a team that they had they had a bad season last year. Yeah. But as you as you can see by this list, they're talented. They have the talent to be competitive. Yeah. Especially in a weekend on Central. Well, and, and I mean, you picked them, and then they they fell flat on their face. And then yeah. I thought I thought the Cubs were gonna pull it out for me. Yeah. But... I will say the Centrals in both leagues they they always do this to us. Oh, for sure. 
I mean, remember the Twins? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I pick them for three straight years. I don't pick them, and then they finally win. Yeah. So. And yeah. look, I, I picked the White Sox last year, so how, how's that looking? Yeah, it doesn't look that great. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of picks for divisions, uh, we're starting that the Thursday after Pitchers and Catchers Report. So we're getting through the Super Bowl yeah. and all that fun stuff. Next week is going to be basically all NFL. There's Absolutely. No NBA, no MLB. We're going to be doing um, you know, kind of a, a simulated thing, checking that out. So um, tune in next week for that. That's going to be super fun. But then afterwards, we're getting basically hunkered into baseball, man. Yeah. Until comes draft time for NFL. And obviously, we're going to. Smack some NBA. We might have a special guest come in and talk some NHL. Yeah. So look forward to that. Uh, I'm talking to you, Kiernan. <laughs> and uh, so uh, that'll be fun if we can get Kiernan in and uh, recording. Of course, Emma the dog loves Kiernan, so she'll yeah. be excited. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. It's going to be a great time here. We're going to start the new season um, probably right as baseball starts because – yeah. As baseball goes, as the sports GPS goes. Yeah, so, it's kind of our thing. So we look forward to that. We got a couple more episodes before that happens, though. So definitely looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Parker, again, hit him with the socials. Hit us up at the sports GPS on Instagram, TikTok, X, <coughs> and uh, yeah, and anywhere that you know we, we we're trying to be active. Yep. Uh, especially TikTok is not usually our forte, but we've been trying to be more active. We're trying to be hip to the younger generation and the ticker talkers. Th- them young kids. Yeah, them youngins. Yeah. I'm gonna sit on my front porch and swing my cane. At them. <laughs> swing your cane. We're gonna. We're gonna. <laughs> you tarnation kids. Yeah. yeah. We're we're gonna we're trying we're trying our best. We're gonna be living during the Super Bowl, so definitely, um, uh, definitely gonna have some fun with that. We're looking forward to it as well. Uh, but. I guess that's going to wrap it up, man. Season yeah. 4, episode 35 in the books for all of us here at the Sports GPS. Parker White. CJ Holly. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you.